Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Chad here, Moss Pond and Gun. Today we're making another gun gripe video for you, but today we're reporting from the man cave here. Uh, Moss has been doing some inventory up there, which we haven't been involved with. So uh, with their inventory taking, we haven't really had a chance to get into the shop uh, to make many more videos uh, like we would like to. Uh, but we will be getting back into the shop, making some more stuff soon, just so you guys know. Uh, but gun gripe has been going well. You know, we still have a lot of ideas. And we thought that we'd make a gun gripe about this uh, crazy, and, and you guys are just going to really flip over in your chair when you hear about this, but it's a proposed uh, ammunition online sales uh, regulation, or regulatory type thing they're trying to do. You might as well call it a ban, because essentially what they're, they're more or less looking to do, in a way, is really ban online sales by making it essentially prohibitively impossible to conduct business. Yeah, pretty much. This is from, using a little cheat sheet here, Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman, Democrat out of New Jersey, go figure, has introduced the Stop Online Ammunition Sales Act of 2015. Basically what the bill entails is if you wanted to buy a certain quantity of ammunition online, whether it be a couple hundred rounds or 500 rounds or whatever the case may be, you would have to present photo identification in person. Right now, a lot of companies require photo ID to be faxed or emailed over, okay, before they can actually process the sale. But this bill would basically state that you have to show ID in person. So if we're in Georgia and we're buying ammunition out of a company out of Utah, we would order the ammo, but we would have to somehow get there in person to show our ID before they could ship the ammunition. Plus, if you purchase more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition online within five consecutive days, the, 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 the company is supposed to flag you to the ATF <laughs> or law enforcement as a possible malicious suspect because right. you're buying such a quantity of ammunition. And the only thing is, okay, you're buying this ammunition for a malicious call or a, a, a malicious act. What about all the guys that do competitive shooting all the time? I mean, guys that shoot 10,000 rounds a month. Right. You know? Well, here, here's, the, here's the kind of the, the long and short of it, guys. It, it really is a bunch of regulatory horse crap, yes, at its heart, but you have to kind of look deeper than just what the law is entailing, what they're kind of proposing as a law, and it's that they want to, they want to proactively punish you for being a, a supporter of, of guns and for being a gun person. You know, the thing is, is when you ask someone that's not a gun person, like, yeah, you know, I went down to the local such and such and I bought a thousand rounds of ammunition. They go, a thousand rounds of ammunition? Holy crap, that's a lot. You know, it, it sounds like a big number. So they give it this, this number, this, oh, well, well, they magically arrived at the thousand round mark. And, and like it, because a thousand sounds like this big number or whatever. So again, you know, not understanding that if I just go to the local uh, gun shop and buy two bricks of 22 ammo, which unfortunately is pretty difficult to freaking do right now yeah still if i go and buy that ammunition just for me and my son to go shoot for the weekend well guess what i bought over a thousand rounds and i shoot that up in one weekend so i think a lot of anti-gun people people that just aren't gun people they don't get it they don't understand you know they they somehow think that a thousand rounds is a lot of ammo but well, it's really not the 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 sponsors and co-sponsors of this bill used the um the tragedy in aurora colorado at the movie theater um you know to their full advantage in in the in the structure of this bill basically stating that well the the uh suspect in that case 
you know, he bought the ammunition online and amassed the quantity of ammunition online to go and commit that heinous act. But he could have just as easily gone and bought it in a local shop. You know, anybody who, who is worth their salt can go into a local shop and buy the ammo if they want to do something bad with it. It doesn't really matter. Well, but, I mean, but see, again, though, you know, that, that's even a bad attitude to have overall, even just assuming that because they're, they're basically they want you to assume that because somebody buys any quantity of ammunition that they're automatically uh, going to be, you know, out doing something bad with it. I mean, it, it's the equivalent of saying, okay, I go to a knife shop and I buy not only one awesome steak knife, but I buy 10 awesome steak knives. Okay, well, that's, like saying, that's yeah. like saying that because I went and bought 10 butcher knives or 10 steak knives, that I'm going to go out and kill 10 people with well, 10 knives. What, what I'm getting... Like, it's so stupid. What, what I'm trying know? to get at is that you're not going to be able to stop somebody by a little bit of regulatory headache. You know, if someone wants to commit, some, or commit a heinous crime, they want to do something bad, they will find a way to do it. Yeah. But see, the thing is, you, you've got all these people out there, you know, like, like us, just regular gun guys. A thousand rounds isn't anything. I mean, hell... You know, guys go out to the trap range and they'll shoot a thousand rounds over a weekend. Yeah. You know, and hone okay. their skills. Yeah. So yeah. you're buying a thousand shot shells. Oh, you know, you're going to get your street sweeper out and go and mow down, you know, uh, mow down the city, you know, mow down one, one square block in New York right. or some crap like that, you know. But you, you think about, all right, thousand rounds. All right. Think about a million rounds. All right. Some guy, like, all right, like, for example, Jerry Mitchell. I can't imagine how many millions of rounds the entire family goes through in one single year of competitive shooting and practice. There's no telling. I mean, a thousand yeah. rounds, really? Give me yeah. a break. Well, and, and here's the thing too. You know, you, you talk about round counts, and they they make it they make it out. Oh well, it, it's the same deal as okay. Well, a quantity of ammunition being compared to the rate of fire of a firearm, or the amount of ammunition that a magazine is capable of holding. All of these things are completely bogus and don't make any sense at all and don't matter to anyone unless they use emotion and not logic to make not only decisions, but unfortunately, in the case of some of our representatives, make laws. So, well, they tug at the heartstrings of, right. of people who are you know, possibly their constituents and whatnot, and usually these bills originate in you know, more blue-controlled territory, and that's usually the case. California, New Jersey, New York. I mean, l look at all the, the proposed legislation, and even some of the legislation that's gone through out of blue states. Yep. It's just the fact of the matter. Another thing that pisses me off so much about uh, everything that's set up with this potential ban is that, well, now it's online sales. But what's going to happen when they go, oh, well, well, online sales, we did this and we did that, and we made it so much harder for people to buy ammunition in any quantity oh, well, now we want to go after, like, dealers directly, and, oh, well, you keep a ledger or a log. Uh, you know, some states have a card that identifies you as a, as a firearms owner. And FOID cards. You, a FOID. You yeah. have to even, you know, um, present that just to buy ammunition, which is complete crap. I mean, what about the guys that, that hand load? Yeah. I mean, are they considering that? So what if I go and I buy 10,000 primers, which is not a lot of primers, 10,000 primers is not a lot. Anybody that hand loads will tell you that to buy 10 or 15,000 primers at a time is not a huge deal because sometimes you find a good deal on them, you yeah. find them in, in quantity, you find them in stock, and the places you find them will let you buy them. You know, hand loading uh, components, reloading components have been difficult to get uh, in recent times. So, yeah, uh, you know, if I find, in fact, like right here in my gun room, I've got a couple of 50 BMG primers I picked up, some powder. I mean, so what? Are they going to say that if I order powder, primers, and all of the things to make ammunition in quantity, 
that uh, all of a sudden I'm some loony bin. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what, geniuses? I don't have to make it all at one time. Well, you know, we go on, you know what I mean? we go on a website like Widener's and you can buy 6,055 grain projectiles shipped to your door. Right. You know, and I mean, are they not going to regulate the components of ammunition, but just the ammunition itself? Oh, yeah. well, there's not really a lot you can do with just bullets and brass and primers and powder. Yeah. I mean, you know, who's yeah. going to sit and make a thousand rounds to yeah. really give me I a mean, break? The thing is, like, all right, well, guess what again? You know, the, these people that come up with these crazy things, I hope they're watching this video. I have literally like 2,000 pounds of lead. So <laughs> that's enough lead to last my entire lifetime. I've got bullet molds for so many different bullet diameters. I can make any round of ammo well, I just, want. Just in the past few months, I mean, we've smelted down and you know, made into ingots about 700 pounds of lead, yeah. you know, which isn't really a lot of lead Not when, really. you, when you consider how many projectiles you can get out of it. But the thing with what we were talking about earlier about the, 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 the idea of these bills, okay, they, they tug at the emotional heartstrings of people. Okay, they tug at your heartstrings. You, you need to move to the real problem, which is gun-free zones. All these things always happen in gun-free zones, and Barry always preached that. Yep. You know, gun-free zones are the problem. You, they, they keep looking at, at the large radius around the central issue, which is gun-free zones. Eliminate gun-free zones. Allow you know, licensed concealed carry uh, holders to carry within those zones in states where open carry is allowed just without a permit or anything. Yeah. Allow people to carry. You know, you see a gun in there or, or somebody who wants to do something bad, if they see somebody with a firearm or they know that there are people there that could potentially harm them, they're less likely to want to commit those acts because of the threat of bodily harm to themselves. Or, you know, if they do commit something, you know, if they do go out and try to do something, there's likely going to be someone there who's willing to stop them. Stop mm -hmm. them. So, and that's the bottom line. And here's you the know. thing, and, and I've talked about it in previous videos before, guys, and if you're an anti-gun person and you're watching this video, I mean, and I know I always say that all the time. I say, hey, if you're anti-gun, I know we do that there a are a certain amount oh, of yeah. people that watch these videos that are not necessarily pro-gun, but they may just want to kind of hear some perspective from someone that is. And if I could tell you one thing, it's to understand that the majority of people that are armed in American society are good people. And believe it or not, they would go out of their way and risk bodily harm or worse to protect you. They would. Now, it's just all these things get blown out of proportion. And see, from a legal standpoint, what these guys are trying to do with these laws and everything they put together on a regular basis, it's all about this big word called intent. Intent, intent, intent. The law revolves around this whole thing about intent and proving intent. The ATF loves to throw around this word intent on a regular basis. And guys, here's the thing. Okay, if some online salesperson sees that I bought 5,000 rounds of ammunition, okay, so the law passes. I presented my ID in person. Say they're in North Carolina, I'm in Georgia. Whoop-de-crap, go up there, present my ID, and then I'm in a system, I can order what I want. Okay, so he, he uh, submits my information to the ATF because I bought 5,000 rounds of Mosin ammo because it was on sale. Okay, for one, here's the thing. The ATF can't even figure out <laughs> You know, they can't even deal with what they already have on their plate, okay? They're already understaffed, undermanned, over internal regulation that they, they regulate themselves with all these crazy interpretations, laws. They're already behind as it is. Oh, very much. So you're going to add one more thing onto their plate, which they can't even keep up with as it is. But then two, 
Okay, so let's assume that these people in their little fantasy world actually, you know, in their little fantasy world, every single claim that's sent to the ATF gets investigated <laughs> by an individual <laughs> officer. Do you realize the physical manpower, tax dollars, labor, resources that it would take for the government to physically investigate each and every one of those potential, you know, terrorists or whatever. People and can't quite fathom those it numbers. It all goes back to intent. Even if, okay, now I'm, I'm being, you know, completely speculative here, but even if the intentions were foul, they would have to prove said intention to even get a conviction. So it's so dumb. It makes zero sense. Now, well, you know. Well, what else doesn't make any sense is, okay, the representative that sponsored this bill or basically wrote this bill, she has two children. I don't know how many children she has, but I did read a story where her two sons were uh, convicted of armed robbery. Oh. Now, how about that for irony? She wants, to, she wants to help prevent senseless acts of violence or senseless tragedy. But she can't keep her own kids in check. Hey, you know, it is what it is. You yeah. know, it, you, know you, you really just have to look at the, the types of people that, that sponsor these bills, that write these bills, that try to get these things put through. And guys, it's probably not going to go anywhere, but don't assume that. Call all your representatives. Spam voice the your crap opinion, out of them. Spam the crap oh, yeah. out of them. Voice your opinions because people, it's, it's guys like you who have their ears to the ground. You know, that's an old Indian term. You know, an Indian brave having his ear to the ground, he can hear the buffalo stomping for a long way with a good keen ear. Mm -hmm. Always have your ear to the ground to know when these things are approaching so you can get out of the way or push them out of the way or redirect them or do what you need to do to, to not have to fall victim to these kind of things. And, and ultimately, it is a form of victimizing. You, you are being made a victim by being deprived of your rights. And, okay, what if the quantities of ammunition that you're ordering are so you can practice with your defensive handgun mm -hmm. to save your life? You know what I mean? What if the quantities of ammunition that you're ordering are so that your grandson can learn how to shoot really good because he's got a competition next weekend? Guys, again, it's all about intent. It doesn't matter what you're using the ammunition for. It, it makes zero sense for them to have any type of regulatory clout over us when it's all about intent. You know, they, they can't just proactively assume that you're going to do something wrong because you have ammunition in quantity. Oh, okay, well, I have enough gasoline in my car because I have a full tank. I can drive my car 350 miles. That's Dude, too far. That's a lot. I can run. You do you realize how many people I could run over in 350 miles? But is that regulated? No. Can, so can should I only be able to buy a gallon of gas at one time? Well, all right. You got to think Dude, about. Dude, it's got, so dumb. You got to think about the. All, you know, another bigger picture is the the U.S. economy as it sits. Okay, firearm sales and just firearms ownership has been going crazy in the past few years. Okay. Yep. Sales have never been higher. There are new companies that pop up all the time, ammunition suppliers, and some of these companies are solely online-based. That's right. You can't just walk in and buy ammo. They are only online sellers. Well, and you will, thing, you will shut them down, and you will right. cost people their jobs, put more people into the system. 
Oh, yeah. So, and that's what they want. So what, that's what I mean, they want. what is the benefit of that? Right. What is the benefit? Bear in mind, too, this is something I want to add to what Chad just said there, is that these guys that run these large online operations, okay, they sell a lot of ammunition, firearms. Let's just not even look at the firearms picture. Just Let's ammunition, stick to ammunition. Itself, yeah. Okay. The reason that these guys sell in the way that they do is because they literally have so much ammunition in stock that logistically it would be a nightmare to try to run a physical storefront. From a logistics standpoint, the end consumer gets a better deal when that person who has a warehouse of ammunition, mm -hmm. surplus, usually it's surplus, mm -hmm. that he bought from whatever, okay, he had it imported. Let's just say that it's some millionaire who makes tons of money and just decides, you know what, I'm going to buy a ton of ammunition, have it imported, I'm going to go through all the regulatory red tape to get it in the country, and I tell you what, I'm going to sell off half of it, but I'm going to keep half of it. Some of them just do that, okay, understand that, mm -hmm. that people that make jobs, people that physically make jobs, are people that have a lot of money, yep. okay? And people just refuse to, to understand that, okay, that importer that brought that ammo in, they had to cut a huge check to get you the price that you are buying that ammo well, for. Well, of course. Do they, you think that a spam can of Mosin ammo is not worth more than $100? Of course it is. But you're getting it cheap because somebody with that took the risk and cut the check and, and they... Re reduce their overhead and well, run an online business to save you money. Yep, and see that's like you know, like Eric was saying, people will do that. They they say, well, how can I get you know, you know what? I've got all these mill serps. How do I get a bunch of ammo just to stockpile or whatever just to keep and invest? Some people invest in that kind of stuff. They'll invest yep. in quantities of ammunition or types mm -hmm. of ammunition that are relatively hard to get, or they might be easy to get now, but may be hard to get in the future. The quantities might dry up. Yeah, like like GP11 for example. Yes, you know. If you want to buy 20,000, 30,000, 60,000 rounds of GP11, okay, well, you know, I'll buy it, but I want to recoup some of my costs trying to get, you know, having to get it imported and all that, so right. I'm going to sell off half of it. Right, and, and, and also, I'm going to add to what Chad said. I know this video is getting a little bit long, guys, but I want to make it clear. For some of the people that are watching this that might not understand what we're getting at here, um, there is a such thing as like surplus ammunition and, and a lot of, of what this is really going to affect the worst is the surplus market because there's a lot of very inexpensive ammunition that's out there that's very high quality. But here's the thing. You might be one of those anti-gun types that are watching this, this channel and watching this video right now and you're going, well, well, okay, well, you, you got me there, but doesn't ammo have a shelf life? All right, well, I'm going to answer your question there. Mm -hmm. A lot of surplus ammunition is generally packaged in a very, very long-term fashion. Like, usually it's in like a spam can uh, that's actually sealed, okay? And they seal it inside of a can, and as long as you keep that can in a, in a generally middle-of-the-ground environment in terms of humidity and temperature, that ammunition will literally last longer than you will. Well, not only so, the storage of the ammunition, but the manufacturing of the ammunition as right. well. The primers will be sealed. Good, the, high quality. The, the, the projectile to the case will be sealed, usually like with a wax coating or a like lacquer. a lacquer coating, that yeah. kind of thing. So the ammunition is made to survive the long term. And some mm. people like the ability, when they have extra money, to take, that, uh, take their money and put it into an area that they deem is wise. Now... I'm not going to say whether or not I'm one of those people, but yeah, I've got a few quantities of ammunition now. Do I buy like 50,000 rounds at a time? No, I may not. But yeah, I mean, is that to say that I might have five or six or seven cases of Mosin ammo? Of course I do. I've got two PSLs, 
probably no telling how many Mosins. I've got so many guns chambered in 54R. Well, of course I'm going to have a lot of it laying around. Lost so, count. Oh, I've lost count. But the point is, guys, is that there are a lot of benefits to being able to order ammo online. And think about your normal, your dealer right down the road from you. Okay, there's a chance. All right, that they might have ordered ammunition in quantity. Guess what? Online. Well, and two, you know, you just made me think of something, but also banning the sale of ammunition online or making it a very, very large headache for someone as a consumer to purchase ammo at a yeah. really, really great price online is probably going to allow some of the local dealers to jack the price up, okay? So you're, gonna, you're, you're going to decrease the competitive marketplace. Yeah. And then people locally say, well, you know, I've got this case of ammo here. You can buy it, but it's going to cost you three times what you could buy it for online. Well, damn, right. I mean, hell, at that point, I'll just drive to North Carolina and show my ID and just save that extra couple hundred yeah. dollars. It cost me 60 bucks in gas to go there and back. All right, guys. You know? <laughs> I know what you're thinking at this point in the video. In closing, this is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with a little bit of a brainchild to think about here, is that all the thought that we just put into debating this, okay, all of the factors that make this a bad idea, I promise, idea. I promise you guys that the people that are sponsoring this bill have not even the slightest clue how any of this works. They don't care. And I guarantee you they haven't thought about the ramifications on the taxpayers. They haven't thought about ramifications of, of taxing already busy government agencies, law enforcement. They just, it's a decision, knee-jerk decision that was made with emotion and absolutely zero logic. So you'll find that logic settles into dust when you're dealing with people like this because, oh, well, it, I guarantee if those people were here right now, they'd be you going, kidding well, me? I didn't think about that. You're kidding me? The level of logic was never there. There, there was no yeah. logic. It was just all emotion and yeah, no, no thought process whatsoever. But, guys, I hope that this video was thought-provoking for you. I hope that you'll take a moment to contact your representatives, spam them, call them, write them letters, do whatever you need to do. But I'm telling you, it's important to make sure you're staying on top of this kind of stuff. We well, you're, like not gonna, to, you're not going to see it on the local news. Nope. Yeah. Nope, you will not see it on the local news because they. this is the type of information they prefer to suppress rather than put it out there, you know. Now, if it was what was going on at the local riot down the road, you better believe you're going to see glowing HD news coverage of every square angle from multiple angles. Oh, it would be plastered on every channel out yeah. there, you know. But, you know, remember, guys, a lot of that stuff's put out there to distract you. They want to distract you from the real issues, you know, and it's... It's a sad state of affairs, but that's the world we live in. We have to stay on top of this stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's gun gripe. I know this is a slightly different setting than you're used to seeing, but we do have more videos coming uh, from the shop. We'll be doing some gun tours, uh, some firearms facts, more gun gripes, more five guns, which we'll probably be knocking out of five guns from the man cave here. Mm -hmm. But I hope you guys enjoy the videos. We really appreciate the support. Uh, a lot of you have been coming to Moss and trying to find us I know we're not at Moss as often as we'd like to be. I'm just going to go right out and say that. I, you know, I'm not there on a regular basis anymore. It's not that I don't care for the people at Moss. It's not that I don't love being there. But we are taking on so many projects as a channel and as a gun channel and as a production house that some of these, these videos you've been seeing have kind of been like a step up in quality, um, a step up in... Uh, the amount of props we have to build to put them on and put them out there, uh, a little bit more slow motion photography, using a little bit better better methods. So, guys, all those things take time and preparation to put together to give you guys the finished product. And 
as a result, we make YouTube videos literally full six time. days a week. Yeah. We're at it full time in order to put that channel out there uh, to what you guys see on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, I do appreciate the support that I get from you guys. I know Chad does too. And uh, we have much more in the pipeline. We'll see you soon. Take it easy, guys.